It's Friday, January 29th. You're listening to the Tech Breakfast Podcast, the show that brings you delicious tech news headlines and all the gossipy hot takes you can handle. With Tyler Gates, Russ Cantwell, and Aaron Bewley, we're basically the tech version of The View. We've got some guests from the Austin Forum upload today. A couple of them who, whom with which I don't know grammar. Uh, that I work with. How about I say it that way? <laughs> we have Jay, John, and Jessica on the show. Uh, Jay, do you want to introduce your team and what y'all are all about? Sure. So I'm Jay Boisseau, and by day I work with Aaron at Dell Technologies, but we also run the Austin Forum on Technology and Society. I'm the executive director of it, and I have our managing director here and our tech director here, and I'll have them introduce themselves. Jessica, you want to go first? Yes. Hello. Thank you so much for having us. My name is Jessica Sager, and I am the managing director for the Austin Forum on Technology and Society. And I'm uh, John Lockman. I'm the technology director. Um, and in my day job, I uh, build artificial intelligence systems and uh, do a fair amount of research in high performance computing and, you know, building really big computers to solve really hard problems. That is awesome. John, you have to tell me about the keyboards in your background. Um, Unless it's a, a fake background and you're just a pretend musician. No, they're, also, they're real, actually. Welcome to the show. We're glad to have you here. <laughs> yes, and that. <laughs> So you play? I do. Uh, it's a couple of synthesizers um, and some sequencers, a little bit of guitar, you know. As you do in Austin, you, uh, you can't uh, shake a stick without hitting a guitar player, right? Oh, okay. Yeah. And uh, Jessica, you're in Austin as well. I'm guessing all of y'all are kind of in the same area. Did y'all, how did y'all meet? How did y'all get into everything that you're doing with the Austin Form Upload? Wow. I guess I met John ooh, long, many years ago when we were working at the Texas Advanced Computing Center and I hired him. And I guess I met Jessica maybe a year and a half ago, Jessica, is that right? Through a mutual yep. friend. Almost who, exactly. Yeah, who realized that uh, I needed a managing director to help me with the Austin Forum and another uh, tech organization, the Austin Smart City Alliance. And she introduced me to Jessica. Awesome. Very nice. cool. Well, as Tyler said, welcome to the show. What do y'all want to talk about? Uh, so much good news right now, but uh, I'm, I'm really fascinated personally by the uh, Apple's, uh, what's it, app? tracking transparency proclamation and, and that they're going to enact in this spring. Um, they've given all of the software developers heads up about it. They delayed it a little bit, but they are absolutely going to enact it in sort of the March, April timeframe. And at that point, all the apps have to essentially have a nutrition label in the app store for the sites they share data with. And more importantly, you have to uh, you have to be given the right to opt in to whether you'll let them share your data. And during the pandemic, I started a book club, and a couple of the books relate to this: uh, "Weapons of Math Destruction" and "Stand Out of Our Light," and about this attention economy and this monetization of data. And Apple has a different business model, and they're they're really going all in on it, which is forcing transparency and such. And so I'm I'm enjoying the the arguments in the press between Apple and Facebook. And it's, I, I use both, but Facebook doesn't look like they have much ammunition in this fight. They're, they've even given guidance that their next quarter may not look so good due to the uh, app Oy. tracking transparency features they'll be forced to use. That, that sounds about right for Facebook. I mean, obviously their, their whole business is built on collecting and sharing information and they've proven to be very capable at doing that. And using to their advantage and their marketers advantage and stuff like that. I haven't seen a whole lot about this. I've caught little snippets here and there, but 
I did see an article yesterday about Facebook. I think it was Zuckerberg was being quoted as basically saying he's going to take it to court on the grounds that Apple is recognized as a direct competitor to Facebook, and therefore this is anti-competitive practice. And what? that seems <laughs> a little bit of a reach. I don't know. <laughs> I was trying to tie Facebook and iMessage saying that they were competitors. Yeah. That's, that's the yeah. part I heard. But I didn't know about this. I didn't know about the app tracking stuff. That's cool. I, well, I have seen some the, of the hints, but yeah. Yeah, the, the, I, technically I, the features are in there now, now but they're opt-in instead of opt-out. So there's yeah. if you dig into privacy settings in your iPhone, you can find a thing that says allow right? them to ask you. But it's basically saying, allow the apps to ask you if they want to share or to want to notify you they're sharing data. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure the percentage of apps that uh, want to notify you of that is somewhere below 1%. I mean, they just, they they monetize this, they get, and they provide value to you too. So some people will opt in because who wants to see ads that aren't relevant to them? We all use ad supported software and apps at times, we pay for some, we use free stuff in other places. The free stuff's ad supported. I use Facebook, it's ad supported. I don't know where the ads are because I've trained myself never to actually see them, I guess, but um, uh, they're in there. And I, I, you know, I would, I'll have to make some decisions on that when app transparency tracking is enacted. But, uh, you know, I, I wonder how many regular users will, will opt in. Like it, the, the message pops up on your screen and it says, would you like to, opt in to someone tracking you everywhere you go and it's, it's going to have some verbiage because <laughs> that's how it's going to say it and they're not going to say they're not going to say to themselves i would like to have better ads so yes i think most people view this right or wrong as bad and i think a lot of people are going to opt out i don't know it's just my initial thought because i will tell you that yeah. there are, there have been a few scenarios where i have had to opt in and i'm actually one of those people who who does want to see personalized ads and not random things. So more often than not, I'm comfortable opting in. I also, I mean, I have a Google phone. I'm very comfortable being tracked everywhere that I go. So, you know, it's, I just, but I do think that the average user may read that message as, as a huge negative uh, in, in my opinion. I don't know. No, your thoughts. I, no, I'm with you in, in, it'll be interesting if it's going to be an all or nothing opt-in too, because I think if you looked at what, what, Facebook's apps are actually tracking. You'd be okay with location data, some you know specific heuristics about you, um, it, stuff that you think is normal for a company to target ads for you. But then when you find out they can see all of what every other app on your phone is also doing at simultaneously to share back to political, like whatever it is, like they go so much deeper. And I think really early when they started talking about this, uh, somebody that had an early access to, uh, I assume it was uh, the iPhone settings that actually show you some of that stuff. They were just flicking through the list which was just page after page of things that Facebook collect as, as an app. And they compared it to something else. And I forget what the other app was, but the other app had like seven things. It was like access to microphone, access to camera, access to contacts, location data, and whether or not you're smiling, something absurd. But then Facebook is just a litany of things that you didn't even know that your phone was capable of giving to a single application. And it's probably going to be all or nothing. Like, do you want it to be able to know your contacts are and be able to use M Facebook Messenger? Yeah, or... there's not really an in-between. 
on that. Or, or do you want no app functionality whatsoever and everyone in the world to, you know, be completely cut off from you? I don't, I don't think they're, yeah, I, I think it's going to be binary. It is already even with, uh, if, if you ever looked at your Google settings of ads, settings.google.com, you can actually see what they know all about you, which is kind of scary <laughs> and fun at the same it time. Is. But I mean, I agree with Russell. I mean, when you turn that off, you're, your, your ads are like just totally random. They're nothing towards what you usually look at. And it's like, okay, I get it. That There is a slightly better experience in seeing things that maybe you're more interested to purchase, but we're consumers. I mean. Who's yeah. a question? Or who's a question? Yeah, who's a question? Here's a question. Who here has ever clicked on an ad to buy something? Uh, not on Facebook. Yeah. yeah. But I, so I, I have, guilty. I have done it before, probably less than 10 times, but I did it, but I did it like two days ago. Not that much. What'd you buy, Jessica? <laughs> no. Being the only woman on the group, I'm going to be like, really great earrings. They got lots of compliments. And I told people I got them on Facebook advertising. I literally said, I was like, it worked. I got these things. They told me it was an amazing awesome. sell. I love the funnel of it. It was awesome. There. That that's fantastic. Usually, the- uh, I me my answer is a hard no because I have like seven layers of uh, app or or ad blocking in my my setup. You know, I use AdGuard. I use a local DNS that fails to AdGuard's DNS with a pie hole, <laughs> and, and like literally, list. I will click something sometimes by accident and it just immediately goes to a 404 or not a 404 it's always that you know dns entry not found and i can look back there so i i don't know i don't know what ads i get if i accidentally get them they don't go anywhere it's great i think one of the big questions that i'm wondering about though when this goes into effect is actually about because my background is i'm i'm the society part of austin forum on technology and society so it's okay we're gonna let all these people know this but how many people are reading the user agreements they're signing anyways like how, who's going to read these things? Any, I'm just curious, no. like in theory, yeah. all this is going to be available, but who's actually, who's going to read it? I think they're going to force it. They're going to force it. I still think people click through and they're not even paying oh, yeah, attention no. to what they click. <laughs> yeah, just give me my thing. <laughs> and that, that's probably true because it certainly won't be phrased in the, no. you consent to allow us to use your data and share it with third parties. You're it's selling be you. More in the, yeah. Hey, do you can we improve your user experience? Exactly. Yes or no? That's going to be the summary at the top, and then it's That's going right. to be eighteen. It's, you know, I just light years of yeah. listed legal speak that basically says we own you. I read my like, first oh, exhausting. Uh, read my first user agreement yesterday, um, ever, and that was uh, the one prior to getting vaccinated. Um, I felt like, huh, maybe this is what I should read. Um, and just so y'all know the experience, cause I don't know if any of y'all have, they have a, uh, an included 5g chip version and a non, I went ahead and went with the 5g <laughs> chip <Upgrade>. version. <laughs> Which one has Bill Gates DNA go. just like right? yeah. in, in the virus going into you? Well, I figured the 5g chip like will prepare me for before you have kids. <laughs> yeah, for augmented reality. Yeah. Well, you guys gotta let, you gotta let me get through the joke. Tyler. <laughs> oh man. I'm just kidding. No, but for the ads, I only ever seem to get targeted ads on things I already bought. So I don't know if there's like a system I can go into and say, yes, I bought those shoes already. Yeah. Or yes, I already like replenished my protein bars. Like, come on. (laughs) Stop. If you buy a toilet seat on Amazon, it's going to continue to recommend you for the next month and a half that there are so many other toilet seats that you could purchase. (laughs) (laughs) Have have you felt any buyer's remorse yet? Because you're about to. John, I have to say that isn't my experience. And coincidentally, I did buy a toilet seat on Amazon about two months ago. 
<laughs> I really did. And I, uh, yeah, the ads, awesome. but I, I should say, I appreciate, it's interesting. I appreciate the data mining in Amazon because I go there to shop and it shows me things that I might want to buy. And I don't Relevant. see ads for stuff that I'm not interested in. So it's, it's really interesting. I don't generally buy stuff from an ad in Facebook or an ad in Instagram. Instead, I open Amazon and give the other tech titan all of my data and money and everything. Right. So yeah. Go buy it there. So I don't. I'm totally guilty of that one. I'll go in and tools in particular because I really like woodworking, but I like tools in general. And and it is it, it is impossible to go into an Amazon and look at related products and not just be like, oh yeah, that's going on the list. That's going on the list. That's going on the list. Yeah. And then you you buy two of them. Especially well, when it's like seven bucks instead of, you know, 45 at the hardware store or something. And it has 40,000 reviews and they're five stars. And you're like, yeah, might as well get that extra. I guess I'm buying that. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll wrap my thoughts on this by recommendation. Apple published a document called A Day in the Life of Your Data. And it's a PDF file on their website. So if you just search for A Day in the Life of Your Data, that's what the document's called, .pdf. It's not a usual Apple web page thing. It's really just more of a document about uh, a scenario and where your data goes as you use devices and things throughout the day. So it's it doesn't mean it's bad. Again, we were all talking, some of us prefer the customized experience, but it is kind of an interesting look at how your data makes its way around to different vendors and different companies and things. And uh, an interesting look behind the covers of the use of your data as you it click on It looks like it. a little storybook. It's a day in the life of your data, a father-daughter day at the playground. <laughs> I was about to say the same. That's right. I'll uh, read it with my my girls tonight. Um, <laughs> thanks for the link. I'll drop it in. at the, night? Yeah, exactly. I'll drop it in the show notes here. Okay. Uh, what else? What else do you want to talk about? Um, I, you know, you were talking about the, your 5g chip implant with your, uh, you know, and, uh, I was reminded of the story I read just recently about in Houston, uh, in a neighborhood Verizon has started to install the 5g towers. Um, they're not towers though. They are huge electrical looking bo utility boxes that they're putting on people's front lawn. Because what? it's Houston, yeah. and this I mean, let's, be, let's be real, the, the, the distance of 5G is only about 1,000 feet. So if you want a good coverage for your city or your neighborhood, maybe this is our future. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> you also better it, take down your walls be damned. because that's not going to go through your walls or, your windows your walls or the leaf that's on your tree. Right. <laughs> We're talking about five millimeter wave. It's going nowhere. It is not meant for humans. <laughs> So I guess you get you get good. Everyone's gonna come outside and and uh, be walking their dogs or something while they're. Oh, well, it's Houston. Going It'll be to test their download speed. They're yeah, gonna be like, right. hey, I'll you'll be in your right. car. The download speed is outside. <laughs> yeah, you'll be in your car. You'll be in your car. You'll be driving using peer to peer to share Linux distros, right? That's that's all anyone ever used all that <laughs> bandwidth for. Exactly. That's what the torrents that's have the always been used always for. Always been and always will be. <laughs> just just trying to get those distros out to everybody that needs them. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Um, before the show, one of y'all was talking about uh, Plaid. What is there a new Tesla Model S refresh that yeah, I saw? Yeah, te Tesla, which you know they had the Model S and the X for a long time as their high-end models. Then they uh -huh. came out with the three and the Y as their more affordable, not not quite low cost, but more affordable models. And the S and the X, their higher-end ones, they haven't really made major updates to for years. And so there was some speculation that maybe they never would. Elon had even said, hey, we just, this is more nostalgia than anything else. They're not big parts of our revenue base anymore. 
well, surprise, they they announced the updated versions of both of them. And they have some interesting tech geeky kinds of features and one that's just raw power. Uh, they they named them the, the Plaid models, which, and I'm going to go ahead and confess, I, I didn't get the reference at first. I hadn't seen Spaceballs what? in 20 years. I'm going to watch it this weekend. They're I'm going so, to Plaid. Uh, they're this going was to the plaid. confusion was they already had ludicrous mode, right? <laughs> <laughs> What's the matter, Colonel Sanders? <laughs> Chicken. <laughs> So, so John uh, humiliated me with uh, my lack of space balls uh, <laughs> yesterday, and I'm going to watch it this weekend. But um, not my favorite of the Rick Moranis films or the Mel Brooks films, but I'm going to watch it this weekend. But well, uh, wait, what is your favorite of the Rick Moranis films? Oddly, it's My Blue Heaven. I really like that movie, and of the Mel Brooks films, it's got to be History of the World. I I, yes. I, I love that. So, but I'm going to watch Spaceballs this weekend. Is that on get, your list at all? Is what's that? Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Rick Moranis, never mind. I like that one. Uh, and then there was a sequel, right? Classic. Honey, I Grew the Kids or something like that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Like, or, yes. I mean, obviously the role of his there lifetime was his secondary role in Ghostbusters as Keymaster <laughs> or Gatekeeper. I, I can't remember which one <laughs> right. he was. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, the, uh, the uh, Plaid Mode Plus has over a thousand horsepower That's what's up. and can go to zero to 60 in under two seconds, giving 1.4 G's of pressure. That's insane. You do that. And they've even changed wow. the steering wheel. It no longer is a steering wheel. It's kind of looks a little bit more like a like arcade a game yoke thing with it's the handles wheel, right? on each side. Uh, like, a, like a Formula One car. Yeah. Yeah. Like a Formula wow. One or not a, messing around. Right. Yeah, plane. which I don't know yeah. how you're going to turn, you know, when you're turning to park that, into a space. That might actually be a deal breaker for me. Except for it, the fact that I guess you just tell the car to park now instead yeah. of turning the wheel. So, uh, yeah, it parks for you. Yeah, I guess you, I guess you kind of have to use it's going to be awkward not having it park for you with that weird steering yoke thing it's got. But on the other hand, a thousand fifty horsepower. That's awesome. Yeah, it's going to force and, people to stop using 10 and 2, which is a horrible place. <laughs> there, in wheel. fact, I think nine there and is three, no people. 10 and 2. <laughs> nine, yeah, nine and 3. three. <laughs> so that's uh, that zero to 60 speed. You know, there's a bunch of a bunch of different car shows that have gone into, hey, is it ever really possible to get lower than like a 1.9 zero to 60 speed? And when you just break down the physics of it, it's dang near impossible right unless you literally have a a rocket off the back of the vehicle pushing you forward right or a the, the 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 friction and the weight and the, just the dynamics of all that kind of stuff like this is the fastest you're going to go zero to 60 we've made it right and i'm also and, and i'll and also say production like we off made the line it. car it's not yeah, something that's awesome. you're aftermarket putting into it to get to that point yeah and it's only like 130 car. grand i mean it's cheap yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what's money when there's dogecoin that's just going was, off the rails yeah that's right <laughs> people are making money on GME. yesterday right exactly just everybody your, get your in doge gains or your gme yolo gains and buy a tesla the other thing i'll say on this i'm really happy to hear jay that you said plaid plus and not like plaid turbo because whenever you get like the um the porsche electric what was it the 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 Taycan or something uh where they added a turbo model for the the high end electric, there's no turbo in. How do you the put motor. a turbo it's in a not, battery? It's not. It's got, so. a, it's got that sound, you know the. <laughs> turbo. Yeah, yeah. They they put in the uh, the audible uh, blow off valve and all that kind of stuff. There's no turbo in the system. Like words mean things, and it just it just gets me all kinds of. No, no, they up. stopped meaning things in the automobile industry. We already talked about this. 
That's yeah. not well, a Mustang. Yes, that's right. So, but, <laughs> well, but kudos, Tesla. Thank you for calling it a Plaid Plus. I, I, I do. Plus. I do have to drop, but I want to point this last thing out about the the Plaid Plus or Ultra or whatever Aaron is wanting it to be called. Uh, the thing that I like most about this and thing that was actually most interesting to me and why I decided to go actually price this thing out, even though like three episodes ago, I basically trashed EV vehicles. It was like, I'll never use one because Lubbock doesn't have any chargers um, <laughs> is because it has a 520 mile range option. And when I'm looking at an EV vehicle, Holy that's cow. a top thing that I'm looking at is the distance that you're able to get out of it, mostly because I'm looking for longevity, not just out of a singular drive, but out of the vehicle vehicle itself. I mean, I, I have driven, I mean, I've had two vehicles in my life because I had one for almost 14 years. And this next one, I'm getting close to 10. So it's, uh, I keep vehicles a long time. Okay, and I don't want my batteries degrading in a way that I can't drive further than five miles. So I like the long range <laughs> options here. So 520, it's looking good. I'm with it. Russ, before well, you when, drop real when quick. When are you getting it, Russ? I need your... He's getting it ASAP, clearly. Um, yeah, well, I'm so it. It's only before you drop, no Tesla says the new center screen is basically a gaming computer with 10 oh. teraflops, oh. 10 teraflops of That's processing power done. and the released... In. He just the released images <laughs> show it running the popular fantasy RPG game Witcher 3. It's coming. It's coming. Yep. It is uh, on the way. If, Whatever. If, if, People if are just going to play Among Us in the car. You know? That's right. <laughs> if they had said that it was coming preloaded with Counter-Strike, like I would have gone to one of the yeah. factories and gotten gotten it before it came off I, the line. I need to borrow this forever. <laughs> yes, just I need to borrow to be, this. Model S Counter-Strike Edition. That's what it needs to say. <laughs> here's, here's the money from my cash-out refinance. Give me this. <laughs> All right, get out of here. Go to your meeting. All right, later, everyone. Thanks for joining. Uh, other things? It looks like the rear awesome. seat gets a screen. Oh, they, yeah. they did go into some of the, the entertainment side of it out of the box, huh? I can't tell what they're playing. It looks like Rainbow Road or something in the back there. Anyway. What? All right. Um what else? What else do you want to talk about? What else is in the news? Man, I'm I'm sorry. I have been entirely consumed by GameStop and the market behaviors. So my my news right now is all Wall Street bets and hedge funds and short squeezes. So it's you exciting. Get angry for me. on that for a little bit. I, oof. I, I don't. I don't even know. I don't just. I don't know if anybody has tolerance for that again. I. I will say this. It is going to be really interesting because of what appeared to garner the Senate's attention yesterday, and what I think is the most interesting output of what happened yesterday when it looks like Apex Clearing, which is a back end for a lot of the brokerages, basically halted buying of GameStop shares, not just GameStop, I believe Nokia, BlackBerry, uh, Bed Bath & Beyond, basically a, a list of heavily shorted stocks that are not doing real well right now or shouldn't be um, by, by traditional standards and valuations. Um, well, no, I think that's the point. They're doing too well. No, well, the, no, the, the, the shorters are having to pay more. Of course, of course. I mean, that, that's the point, but they were, they were targeted. And so yeah, yeah, yeah. The, it's the question is, were they targeted in such a way that it was organized? Is that legal? Obviously, the hedge funds, and for whatever reason, all media outlets right now, and I'll leave it to you to wonder why maybe all of the media outlets are supporting one side of this equation, and that side is the side with billions. 
Um, but surprising. But but what what really caught me off guard and was actually kind of interesting and exciting almost was that um, uh, AOC in particular tweeted and said, "This is ugly. This is dirty. We're we're going to look into it. We're going to investigate what's going on here because it looks like there's bad behavior." She didn't imply if it was all on one side, all on the other. She just said, "We're opening an inquiry." Right? Ted Cruz retweets AOC and says. I approve, which then she went and turned into kind of a fight. But the fact that they were on the same page at all was like, <laughs> what timeline are we in? What's happening right now? And, and it's proving to be a, an across the aisle issue in the United States, which I feel like everyone in the world is probably aware of how unusual that is, especially right now for us. Um, but it wasn't just those two high profiles, uh, Trump, I think it was Eric Trump, I believe, also basically agreed with AOC. I don't think he retweeted it, but he said the same thing effectively. And um, a number of House and Senate um, reps basically came out condemning whatever happened yesterday, trying to get to the the bottom of what appears to be manipulation on the, the hedge fund sign and very well could be bad behavior in uh, um the, the retail investment side too. Um, so I think we're going to see a lot of really interesting information come from this. I, I'm curious to see if there will be any market activity, but there's definitely been a lot of fervor and excitement. And uh, what there was another tweet from Elon Musk, of course, he's involved in all of this, right? And he, he sent out a tweet that basically said, you can't sell houses you don't own. You can't sell cars you don't own, but you can sell stocks you don't own. What's wrong with that? Yeah, well, actually, I think the easy that's a very good point. And I think if you want to gamble on the stock market in crazy ways, instead of doing this uh, Wall Street bet stuff, all you got to do is follow Elon's tweets. I mean, that is a fact. What did he (laughs) he bumped Shopify? He bumped Etsy. He bumped CD Projekt Red. He bumped uh, Bandai Namco. And then he bumped the wrong signal. That was hilarious. I did not see that. that. Oh, it was when he, yeah, that was great. And oh man, that stock went up like a thousand percent in a day or something. Some small medical device companies like, great. Uh, There's been a lot of that. There was, uh, so there's an official Robin Hood Society over in the UK somewhere. (laughs) And they were tweeting, hey, welcome to the thousands of new followers. We're glad that you, you know, are so into Robin Hood history or whatever. That was actually, there was a headline this morning uh, because I saw that yesterday uh, because they tweeted it. They were just like, welcome to the party, but we're not who you think we are, right? (laughs) Right. They were confusing the Robin Hood Society for the Robin Hood app, which is under fire in the public right now. And uh, oh man, that that, that just puts a smile on my face. (laughs) They went from 350 followers to to nearly 40,000. I think they should have gone with it. Let me give you advice. (laughs) Financial advice. There you go. (laughs) Welcome. That's awesome. So it occurred to me, um, Elon's tweet that mentioned these things that you can't sell if you don't own, uh, rewind the clock to 2008. And, and what, what do we call selling the debt on houses and mega derivative fashion? Because it kind of feels like selling a house you don't own. And we already know how that ends. Yeah. That's what so. I said on the show uh, earlier in the week. Good. Awesome. Well, Maybe I yeah, missed but it. it sounded, I was so excited. Well, the conversation was going so quickly. It sounded like uh, it sounded like you maybe disagreed on that. So I was, I'm happy to hear you say that. Anyway. No. Oh, well, I maybe maybe I did disagree in the moment. But I've, I've been thinking about it 
uh, yeah. well, all day yesterday, basically. And I, I don't think there is a difference. I think it, the, the thing that catches me off guard in all of this is that there's so much focus on what we can do to fix retail from finding these short opportunities and blowing the market up. Because there's real risk of bankrupting major financial institutions, right? And and that that's not all going to go to retail either. There could be very well be bad actors on the other side of the pond, as an example, or globally. It doesn't just stop in Reddit's pocket, as an example. And um, there are already, what, 70 billion in short position holder losses? 70 billion is is tiny in the grand scheme of things. I mean, that's less than, I think, one quarter of 1% of the total market, which is, it, it sounds like a really big number, but the the total assets in, in the NASDAQ and NYSE, I think, are, are somewhere like 30 trillion. I forget what the number was, but it, it puts it in perspective, like 70 billion is really big for an individual or an individual organization, but it's really small in, in market dynamics. So getting excited about it, I understand if it's affecting you personally, but we, we don't necessarily want to see hedge funds bleeding left and right, but they also made the bet. Like the gamble isn't just coming from Wall Street bets. It's coming from the massive overshorters. So yep. yeah, I mean, that's that the, a, yeah. The, the information age that we live in now that, you know, throughout yeah. Throughout the history of trading, you know, I think in the 80s and 90s, it was all insider trading. There is no, there is no, there is no outside knowledge, right? There was no way to even get that. And now all of this is available and anybody yeah. can play the game. And, you know, I don't know. I, you know, the, the, uh, the big hedge funds have been gambling like this and now people are calling them in their own game. I think that's great. Yeah. And, and it's amazing how quickly they rallied media to basically come and call foul on retail investors, which is just ridiculous to me. It, it, you, you overshort a stock by more than 100% of its entire share volume. You overshort the float by 260%, and then you're angry when you get caught with your pants down. Yeah. Keep your pants on. Yeah. Sorry. It sounds pretty American. I, I'm just going to say I'm actually not surprised by how you play that out. That sounds totally right for where we're at. <laughs> Yeah, I thought this what was the casino mean? where I win. I'm accountable. Yeah. yeah, that's right. This isn't investing. This is gambling. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they were acting as the house, right? They thought. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I've loved all the little uh, derivative things that have come from this. Um, the comedians doing, you know, satire skits, trying to explain it. Um, you know, people printing shirts. I, there's all kinds of really cool stuff that's come out of this. That just you, you just love the internet for that type of it's stuff. Pop culture now, no and question. I think it's going to shift though because it's gotten so many people involved. I mean, like kids these kids these days are now like trading stocks with twenty dollars and playing on Robinhood. Like, how is that going to shift? Clouds. Yeah, the financial future of people now that they under that this is their baseline at 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, you know, in your 20s, you're like, oh, yeah, I just helped with that. I just helped take down the hedge funds. Yeah, there's a guy I follow on Twitter that was so excited to get his PS5. He's like, I haven't played my PS5 all this week. I'm sitting here on financialcalculator.net just trying to like, he's like, my PS5 is collecting dust because of this madness. Uh, you know what, there? That's a thread to pull, though, because I, I'm guilty of that. I've only ever day traded twice in my life. Once when I lived in Italy and I got home from working at, at the facility that I was working with, Lockheed Martin and Alini Aramaki, to basically the clock in New York dinging or the bell ringing to start the market open. So perfect timing just to dabble. And then basically the last week. 
and 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 it's tons of fun, but it it is a game. I mean, it's totally a game. And in from my perspective, right, I'm throwing money that I can afford to lose, that I expect to lose to some extent, right? It's just like going to to uh, you know a casino in your favorite state of choice and throwing stuff on the table for craps and just playing for four hours with a smile on your face, watching your pile go up, go down, people winning, people losing. That is how I'm treating the stock market right now, or this part. 99% of any asset I own is sitting in some index fund that I don't touch and haven't for years, uh, other than you know flowing small amounts of money in as I get paychecks. But, but this is pure gambling. And it, for me, the dopamine response is identical to playing Grand Theft Auto on a PS whatever. Sure. Like, whatever, this is great. <laughs> you know, I, I did hear of a study that uh, they were talking about people who, uh, over time, who had traded themselves uh, day trading, and they found that the the people who came out the most on top were the ones who either uh, lost their account or forgot about it. <laughs> I believe That's that. Right. I That's do. Right. I do. It's uh, like, I'm going to win. A- I'm going to win the lottery for all those tickets I don't buy. Like, just, it's good. Yep. It's fine. Don't worry about Best it. Best that money. Best that money. No, I forget what the stat is, but it's something like 90% of day traders end up negative, right? It's, it is not a pretty number. But in these crazy bull markets, and you'll see a lot of this, this is the kids these days, right? We probably have a generation or two or three that are getting their first experience foray into investing right now. And they're all going to think this is normal. Right, yeah. And most people agree this is not normal. Like nothing about what's happening, even even in the safer side of investing makes sense right now. But if they say it's normal and it becomes their normal, like then it becomes the normal. Well, the problem with that is that the rude awakening is the next time we have a major correction because that's going to feel really unnatural and it's going to be devastating because it always is devastating when we have massive corrections related to potential bubbles. Problem is you don't you don't know if you're there or you know you're there and like John said they go on entirely too long. So I, unfortunately, I think some people are going to get a really rude awakening when some of this stuff goes back to a different baseline. I look at Tesla and think, what, how, but maybe you're right. Maybe, maybe it just forever maintains its massive status in the automobile industry. Yeah, dude, 800. So they're an $850 billion market cap. They had their first profitable year this past year. <laughs> Makes total I mean, sense. I don't know. Dogecoin's don't know. almost worth a dollar, Aaron. No, it's not. <laughs> I'm it can't be. Like four we'll never be. It's, it's always like worth cents. a doge, though. Okay. Um, all right. Before we run out of time, um, Jessica, do you want to give us a, uh, a little bit of a preview upcoming episodes uh, on the Austin Forum upload? Maybe where are uh, all the different platforms? I, I'm, I'm assuming you're on all the different platforms. Absolutely. I think, our, and we just finished yeah. a part two yesterday. John and Jay, were you guys, what did you guys just finish yesterday? We, let's see, we've, in the last couple of days, we finished our our look at the social media and society and political climate series. So we did a two-parter there with uh, uh, Sherry Greenberg of the UT LBJ School of Public Affairs and a former uh, politician, uh, Talia Stroud of the UT College of Communications, who studies the effects of these platforms and mass communications methods, and Paul O'Brien of MediaTek Ventures, who comes at it from the private side. And so I guess the second part's getting published today, right, John? I think we're putting that up and then 
Yesterday, right. we recorded the first in a sub-series we do. Uh, John, you want to tell them about AI, facts, fiction, and fun? Yeah, uh, we just started another one, uh, as Jay said, kind of a, a sub-series inside of the Austin Forum uh, upload. And one we've we've kind of revisited a few times, so we figured it may as well have its own uh, theme and everything. And uh, so uh, Jay, myself, and uh, another colleague of ours, uh, Dr. Luke Wilson, um, talk about fun stuff in the artificial intelligence world. Uh, we cool. try to hit a couple of uh, uh, recent news uh, things that we think are neat. Um, sometimes we dig a little deep into the full nerd spectrum, um, and that's okay. Uh, we like we like to dig kind of deep on some of that, um, but then kind of bring it up to and, and talk about like fun stuff in media and entertainment and uh, where we see artificial intelligence today and where we see it going in the future. And uh, we're going to bring some other folks back on to that series and kind of keep that same uh, cadence of uh, keeping keeping in on the on the news, keeping in on what's going on in fun. And uh, so, yeah, check it out. Um, that should be coming up this weekend as well. That sounds awesome. I'm definitely going to be checking that out. That sounds right up my alley, all the way down to the nerd knobs and, and up to where AI is going. AI obviously is fascinating, but that that just sounds great. Yeah, we have a lot of great podcasts coming up. We have one I mentioned, I think, at the beginning. I don't know if it was before we started on tech and spirituality. We'll have robots. We'll have more AI. Uh, we're covering a lot of really great stuff this season and series. AI with robots. AI and robots. Ro nice. Murder bots. Mur oh, murder oh, no. bots. Ooh, <laughs> that got dark fast. All the murder bots. <laughs> have y'all all seen Black Mirror? Everyone? Oh, yeah. Okay. I, I have to confess, I, I watched the first episode, and the first episode of that is so horrific that I haven't been able to watch again. It's a, and everybody that's said, what everyone says. They should none are that bad after that. You have to watch They should have the warmed others. people up. They should yeah. not have made that the first episode. <laughs> they should have warmed it up a little bit. Yeah. You can't go straight into that. You, they should have started it with the, with it's a the episode. too real. Yeah, they should have started with the episode um, with the woman where it's her life where she's rating everybody and everyone's rating her and all of her experiences and all that kind of stuff. That oh, one was a little, a little bit too real too. I know it's too real, but it's not. Well, they should have started with the dating the app podcast, one. The way the first one. <laughs> yeah, we're not even going to discuss what happens in the first one because a, I never want to talk about that episode again. <laughs> this comes out at breakfast time. It's just too early in the day for people oh, that's awesome. uh, hearing what happened in that episode. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I, I want to share one thing before we go. Aaron got me into this hundred kilometer challenge back between Thanksgiving and oh, he's wearing the t-shirt right now. No meter. Uh, uh, between Thanksgiving and Christmas, and you just logged your miles, however you moved them. And I thought, you know, I'll I'll do this. I'm going to walk every day anyway. I'll start doing this and do this challenge. And I really appreciated Aaron getting me into that. And then the other day, we discovered the Walk to Mordor application. I saw that. And turns out Mordor is a lot farther than 100 kilometers from Hobbiton. So ah, it's uh, something like awesome. 1,932 miles or something. How do they know that? So uh, I don't. They have maps. They have. Yeah. They. They've drawn I know, maps. Okay. We Come have on. maps. Scale, man. They probably used AI. Come on, Aaron. They figured well, it out. But, they've uh, they've <laughs> got maps, and then I'm sure somebody described a room and said it's 20 feet away. Boom. You know how tall Gandalf is, and you got it. <laughs> so, 
So me and some of my family and friends, we're uh, logging our walks in it. And it's going to take, you know, God, it'll probably take over a year to walk all the way to Mordor. But uh, it's awesome. they give you neat little stops along the way. And so, you know, just past Tookland yesterday. So I just left Hobbiton. So, you know, there you go. goal is to get to Bree and the Prancing Pony next and have a pint. That's and then, awesome. uh, of course, nice. you're off to Rivendell and such. That's my my nerd exercise activity. That's fantastic. <laughs> I'm impressed. Aaron's been trying to get me into fitness for like two decades. And I mean, to be fair, I'm into fitness, but I'm into fitness pizza in my mouth, right? Like <laughs> Fitness not... pizza in my mouth. <laughs> yeah, he actually agreed to do a, a Spartan sprint with me once. And the only time awful. he ran in that event was when I was pushing him in the back. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I love it. So I went to. But I finished it. <laughs> you did. You did. I'm so proud of you. You lied and to me. I, you said if if I could run three miles, then I could do it. So I I did for like a week. I just I went. I hit lots of pain walls and was like, okay, well I can run three miles. And then I did that thing and it was awful. But I finished. <laughs> so it. Tyler. <laughs> oh man, this is gonna go off a little bit here. But um, for some reason, I was looking at who Tyler follows yesterday. And there was a there was a there was a little on section Twitter. in there where it's yeah on Twitter sorry, <laughs> Twitter is the only social media that exists for me. Yeah, I was going through and it's like you know AI robotics like whatever whatever and then it was like ultra marathoner ultra runner ultra 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 runner ultra marathoner and I sent him a screenshot I'm like dude what are you doing you hate running can you explain that to people please Tyler. <laughs> It's, it's like demotivation, it. you know, you, you can no, watch them run and be like, I don't want to do that. It's, it's actually <laughs> it's actually more ridiculous than that, uh, though, that that does seem like a reasonable position. Um, last year, the and I, I'm going to butcher this because I don't remember what it's called exactly, but it's the something backyard ultra marathon. And it is I think it's an annual international competition amongst teams where humans will just run longer than I thought anyone could stay awake, even if they weren't running hundreds of thousands of miles, like just not hundreds of thousands, but it's like, I forget, it's hundreds and hundreds of miles that they run over the course of days, nonstop. They have tiny breaks. They have to restart the next circuit. Each circuit is what, four, six, seven. I don't know what all the stats are, but I was blown away by the fact that the people that win these basically run for four days straight. And they only stop when, when they become completely delusional and don't know where they are, or who they are, or what's happening, or if it's real or not. And, and they quite simply can't go and trudge through another of these yards. And, uh, and I, I got into it when they were going through this last year. Super impressive. Uh, and the Team USA ended up being like second place, I think. And it, uh, the two last runners were a guy and a girl that had been ultra marathoning forever. And they're well known in the, in the, in the space and stuff. But um, I told Aaron and Russ, I was like, running is stupid. And, and it's really just a way to hate on your knees. And, and I don't like it at all, but I love the idea of people pushing their body to a limit. I didn't actually know existed. So ultra marathoning, cool running. (laughs) You're going all the way, then it's fine. Yeah, exactly. This was the conversation we had yesterday on chat. I'm like, well, what? I'm trying to find the consistency here. So I, I Jessica, love- like Aaron, is a runner, so she might have some some feedback on the ultra marathon. Don't mean that. Our friend Chelsea is one. No, I'm not an ultra marathoner, but I, I read the book. Don't like running. The, you read the book Born to Run, which I'm sure Aaron has read. But then it makes <laughs> it so up. easy. I said it. Yeah. It's just like I'm because the guy starts with, yeah, I was in a really rough place one night, and I think a relationship ended, so I just got out of my house and I started running. And 15 miles later, I was still running. I ate pizza and kept running, and I, no. And it makes it sound so simple. Like you can just do that. Yeah. 
if you're just getting off running, like after the first five seconds, you're like, has it been 10 miles yet? Yeah. <laughs> right. And you're like, you've gone 0.3 miles and you're like, like, oh, time and distance. Yeah, no, I, I ran at least twice in my life and it was awful. Both times. <laughs> <laughs> I I have to say, Joe, though, uh, Jay, I love the, so I went to walktomordor.com and the first two words are level up your exercise. I love the gamification concepts, anything that's like that behind exercise, um, the competition, all that kind of stuff. Because whenever you think about, you know, do I want to spend the next hour, uh, you know, running or lifting weights, or do I want to spend the next hour leveling up on my favorite video game, right? It's, it's the same kind of thing. I can level up this fictional being that, I feel like sort of represents me or I can go level up myself. Yeah. The only, the only drawback to this is now that I think about it, Jessica may download this and she runs and she'll log all of her runs. And I'm sitting here. I just got to Tookland from Hobbiton, like five miles. (laughs) Suddenly she's going to be like, Oh, I just passed through Moria. No, I'm through Rohan. I actually, I already killed, I already (laughs) dropped the ring off. (laughs) You don't need to go to Mordor. I already went, I already killed the ring. I'm on my way back. I'll high five you on the way back. (laughs) So I'm trying to figure out how far is it really? I think it's uh, an imaginary app, like one. <laughs> well, no, I know. Oh yeah, Aaron, it doesn't exist. No, I, I know I that. Go there, but Jessica Nobody's brought it up. There, guys. It's important. Or, Sometimes yeah. we don't know. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> okay, I'm done talking. Thank you for that, Jessica. <laughs> oh my! So uh, I know we're we're getting down to the the top of the hour here. Um, and any other cool tech news or? Stuff you guys want to talk about? Jessica's wiggling. I know. That's <laughs> didn't say anything. <laughs> I'm like, I'm for the, what's the cool tech news, guys? What's it gonna be? What's it gonna be? Um, I I don't even think I have anything. Do you have anything else in the notes, Aaron? Are we? Are yeah, we there's other stuff. Done with topics. Man. Well, there's there's random things. Um, Earth had a second moon for a little while. Um, like recently. So 2020. Yeah. <laughs> so there was a small object that dropped into Earth's orbit about halfway between our planet and the moon in September of 2020. And it like, swung well, around. This was really recent. Was leaving. I thought yeah, you were yeah, going to yeah. say, yeah, it was two, 2.6 billion years ago. Yeah. So recent I mean, no, in the grand no. scheme of things. Recent but... in, the, the, yeah, in the scheme of Earth, you know. <laughs> no, they call it a mini moon. It was moon. like yesterday. Just, That's no, cool. It, I mean, because it fits the definition of what a moon is, right? Uh, sure. You know, a, a, a space rock orbiting your rock, right? Um, but it's a, it's a mini moon that, that left. There was that. Um, there's a bunch of other little tiny stuff, but uh, I don't know if we want to get into it. Um, oh. One of the things I'm excited to talk about um, here shortly is that NASA's um, uh, Perseverance rover mm-hmm. is landing soon. Uh, next um, month. Yeah. Uh, cool. And uh, you've also got uh, Chinese uh, about to land on, Mar- on Mars as well. And oh, really? I didn't know they sent something as well. I know they were sending something too, to right? the moon. This is the Mars race. Let's go. Yeah. 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 Bring it. Yeah. Well, the cool thing about, so it's in Perseverance Rover is 20 days out. That's what it is. And um, when it lands, it'll also launch a little helicopter, which will be the first time that's ever happened. Uh, oh, that's right. That they, we talked about that. It's not yeah. that little either. It's like a massive drone. Yeah. <laughs> I know you're always like this little thing that they're going to put on Mars. It's about the size of a large SUV. <laughs> yes. <laughs> What? It flies. It has a helicopter. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It comes with a helicopter. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. the next not, Tesla that's too. So it'll come cool with its own helicopter, and then it'll Ooh, be great. Yeah, sign me up for that one. Uh, your own personal Amazon delivery drone. Or and then there was multi- another one here. 
the moon could be getting water thanks to wind from Earth's magnetosphere. So you guys can go look that one up. Lots of air quotes on that one. The, that yeah. sounds fancy. That yeah. sounds neat. Well, it's oh. not actual. Yeah, anyway, whatever. Oh. <laughs> anyway, you kind of trailed of off there. Not going to lie, Aaron. No, I, when, I, I feel like I got to touch on this because I got all excited about it yesterday. And then Google totally disappointed me. When I was looking at the GameStop stuff, uh, Robinhood, the app, got ragged on hardcore by its user base, which was something like 50 to 75% of Robinhood users were Wall Street Bets followers, right? Or I, I did not validate that statistic, but it's significant. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> and, um, and I remember when Robinhood was bought, brought to prominence because of Wall Street Bets, so it kind of makes sense. It's basically where they started. But um, they, they basically brigaded the app stores, both Apple and Google, with one-star reviews ragging on them for the, the trade restrictions that happened yesterday. And uh, I, I was on our little Telegram thread, thread with Aaron and I said, hey, will you give me a screenshot of the stats on the App Store? Uh, because you can only get high-level stuff off the, the web for uh, the, the Apple App Store. And then I looked at Google. Google's average review for Robinhood yesterday all day was one star. And Apple's was like 4.5 or something like that. 4.8, yeah. And, and at first I was like, ooh, what's that tell you? But then I realized that there were only like 30,000 reviews on the Google App Store and there are 2.5 million on Apple's App Store. And so relative volume. <laughs> but then I, and then I still said, well, okay, but obviously they weight recent reviews differently because I know that the Apple App Store got hammered too. And then today, Google deletes 100,000 one-star reviews bringing Robinhood's review rating back up based on and I'm I'm just like no that's not how this works you can't Who's making do these that. decisions this is I also manipulation yes. <laughs> absolutely it, yeah it, perhaps not going to get the senate's attention but it it just feels wrong it should not be that easy to erase something that very clearly pissed off your entire user base but here we are so thanks google <laughs> thanks google um so the last thing I'll add from a space perspective, if any of y'all have $55 million for me to Jay borrow. Does. Oh yeah, yeah let's go. Let's yeah. go. Did you see that I, one? I, I, I do have 55 million, of course. I just don't loan, I don't loan it to friends, sorry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't say which friends. friends. <laughs> My bad. He's saving it for his own Dogecoin. space journey. This is Dogecoin, right? DFE, man. <laughs> Three private citizens are paying $55 million each for a trip to the International Space Station. Wow. Private citizens. I feel like that should be a different class. Yeah. I feel like they should get their own space station. They're, they're, you know, you can't just let the normies hang out with the scientists. It doesn't work like that. <laughs> Wasn't right? there a science fiction movie with Matt Damon about that where the rich people had their own space station? What was that? Oh, no. Was it? It was. Is that? So you don't watch normal films. You just watch off brand like weird stuff as long as, Matt Damon, as long as matt damon's in it, it Damon. oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, i i feel like that's a perfect place to just shut it down all right if matt damon's in it we're watching it there you have it full stop the end of the show and that brings another tech breakfast podcast to a close jay jessica john thank you so much for joining us the austin forum sounds Awesome, and I am definitely going to be go picking up the uh, the podcast on the AI in particular, and and some of the other topics you guys are getting into. Thanks for joining us, Jay. Pleasure having you back on the show. Covered a lot of fun topics today. To our listeners, thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. I hope you go out, see what these guys have going on, and uh, and and come back for more. Have a great weekend. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Cheers. <laughs>